pandemonium reigns. Hello, friends and family. Week two action here with Pandemonium Reigns. I'm Dan. He's Mike. We've got Georgia and South Carolina on deck. We've got Kansas State, Missouri, and we're going to talk about LSU at Mississippi State. Three games to discuss and throw at you this morning or wherever you find yourself. Thank you so much for tuning in. Obviously, your boys are in orange. Week two is one of those. Here's what's going to happen. I can just I can tell you exactly. Week three. Wow. Life is moving fast. Week life three. Moves, life happens. Thank you for the correction. Thank you for I'll not turning off this episode before you understood what week we're actually in. Appreciate it, y'all. <laughs> week three. Here's what's going to happen. <clears throat> you're going to look at this slate and you're going to say, meh. But what's going to happen Come Saturday is you're going to be texting one of your boys and be like, bro, turn it on X channel. Do you see what's going on? Because college football just never disappoints. Hey man, never brother. disappoints. Turn it on Peacock. We got Penn State, Illinois down to the wire. Yeah. Peacock now hosting your Washington at Michigan State game. We're not going to talk about that one because it's too far west for our concerns. <laughs> Here we go. Leading off deck, South Carolina. At Georgia, Georgia minus 27 and a half over under 54 and a half. Little high, in my opinion. Vegas is doing a little bit of a reach, but as the saying goes, Vegas knows something that we don't. What do you think that is? Man, I don't know what they, I'm, this one really gets me. I'll tell you that. This one really gets me. The the over under is literally just double what Georgia's favored to win by. I mean, twenty seven and a half, fifty four and a half. Put you twenty seven more on that that uh, that spread, and you got it. I don't like South Carolina in this game. I don't know. There's there's a million reasons why I wouldn't bet this game. Number one being twenty seven and a half points. They might be able to cover that. It just depends on how Georgia's offense comes out in week three because it's not been crisp replacing Stetson Bennett primarily yet. Uh, they've not used Brock Bowers a ton yet, probably right. because who needs to against Ball State and UT Martin? Probably because of those reasons. Uh, you know, But again, they've not looked exactly crisp. They exploded in the second quarter against Ball State um, and ran that game up. It all started with a punt return touchdown from your, your four-foot-eight friend, uh, Mr. Muse. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a big weapon for Georgia. He's a he's a little guy with a ton of electricity in that frame. Mm-hmm. But again, million thing million reasons why I wouldn't bet this game. If I had to go one way or the other, I would probably lean towards South Carolina covering that mm-hmm. just because it's so large. Yeah. But on the other hand, I could also see South Carolina being shut out again until, you know, Georgia's JV JV team is in like last yeah. year. Yeah, that's totally fair. Yeah. I think I'm most excited just to get a better picture of who Georgia is exactly. Exactly. And and I kind of want that. I think I know who South Carolina is, but I really want to know who Georgia is, especially when, you know, you're getting into SEC play here. You've got it at home. Perfect, perfect way to start it if you're Georgia. I want to know who they are in that environment. Yeah. I mean, and what is Sanford Stadium going to be like when, you know, the the point spread is as as large as it is. And I'll lean, I'll lean with you on that. I'll take I'll take South Carolina to cover, but I also will not be surprised with the issues that South Carolina faced in Week One and the O line trouble. Georgia's 
I mean, we're all convinced, right, that Georgia has a superior defensive line or defensive front as opposed to North Carolina, right, Yeah. who caused all kinds of havoc. What is this Georgia front seven? What is this Georgia front four going to do, right, against this porous South Carolina offensive line? How is Spencer Rattler going to perform in this game in Sanford? Uh, The guy did not have a great, you know, week one. Uh, obviously turn things around a little bit come week two. And now all of a sudden I can't find the game. Here we go. Oh, you know what the worst part about this game? Can I go ahead and tell you the worst part? Or do you want to take a shot yeah. and take a guess? You want to take a guess? I can tell you the worst mm. part. I don't actually know where you're at on that. So, yeah, you're going to tell me. You don't know where I'm at on that? Well, I'll give on you the a the worst part it, of this game? Yeah, kicks off at 3.30. There's your hint. There's That's okay. I know exactly where it is then. Go ahead and hammer it home for the good people. Yeah, yeah. This game is brought to you by CBS. Um, won't be turning that one on. Yeah, not gonna do that. Anyway, back to Spencer Rattler. Um, just shy of 700 yards so far on the year. Three scores, I believe. No picks. Yep, no picks. Doing okay statistically wise in the first two games, but ran into some issues, obviously, and like we've said in game one. But I'm way more interested in the quarterback play on the opposite side. Carson Beck, just like who is Georgia, who's Carson Beck on the year? 44 for 61, 577 yards, three scores, and a pick. Who's Carson Beck going to be? Is he going to rise to the occasion? Is he going to be the dude going forward? Very curious to see what kind of product he's going to put on the field. What do you think? Yeah, I'm highly intrigued. I want to – I wish I could just take the CBS out of this game because – that would be a nice bridge to my to my seven o'clock gap that I need to get to, if you know what I mean. Ball fans, mean. yeah. Um, that would really, really do me a lot of good in in knowing what happens in UT Florida is is being able to watch this game. I just don't know how much Gary D I'll be able to handle. Um, but yeah, I want to I want to know about Beck. What kind of chemistry does he actually have with these receivers? You, you just mm-hmm. gave us the numbers; they're not bad. Seventy two point one completion percentage. Only three touchdowns, no big deal. They're not doing much against UT Martin and Ball State that they're probably going to be able to do, you know, the rest of the year. Um, Are they going to continue to to split carries the way that they're doing? Where is what's up with Dejon Edwards for that matter? You know, what's going on with Mm -hmm. him? Um, And then with with Bowers, does and and surely he does. But does Beck have the same chemistry, the same reliance upon Bowers that that Stetson Bennett had? Uh, for for so long, it, it's only it was only two years, but it's felt like ten years already with with just how dominant of a player uh, Brock Bowers is. So yeah, I'm right there with you. I want to know those things. Um, does South Carolina have anything they can do defensively to, I guess, just to stymie Georgia for more than a few opening series? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. how mad would you be if you bet Georgia to cover twenty seven and a half? And again, I could totally see this being a 24-27-0 outcome. I'm not. I mean, yeah, that 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 sounds good to play to Vegas's hands, but I could totally see it. Yeah. And just how agreed. curious are you if you put more than a couple dollars on Georgia covering twenty seven and a half, and that happens? Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. My question that I want to ask is, what does South Carolina have to do in order to pull this upset? And I just don't know that you have the the Jimmys and the Joes. You can do some X's and O's things, but in order to beat a team like Georgia, you're going to have to beat them on the peri- perimeter, beat them in one on one matchups. Xavier Leggett is a really nice, you know, weapon for the Gamecocks. Yeah. But what do you have to do? I think you're going to have to move the pocket. I'm going to they're going to have to throw some I don't mean misdirection. I don't mean counter stuff because I think I think Georgia is just going to meet you at the point of attack. 
I don't think that stuff is going to work. You're going to have to move the pocket and 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 uh, so a lot of rollouts. Um, if Georgia comes out uber aggressive, screens, draws, stuff like that. But I think most importantly, what you're going to have to do. <clears throat> is when the the 50-50 balls and that's something that Xavier Leggett can do, right? I like that. Yeah. But which raises the question, where's Juice Wells? Yeah. Uh, one catch on the year, 5 yards on the year. Where's this guy at? Yeah, I, I mean, and you just stole that right up. That was the next question I was going to hit you with. Where's he been? Where's he at? Um is he been hampered? Is he is he good to go? You know what I mean? You bring in a, again, I've, I've We've talked about this for so long, going back to Jaheim Bell not being utilized properly there. Will they do more with Trey Knox than his three for 29 on the year with a long of 15? Mm-hmm. Will they try to do more with that? And, you know, I think you need to find ways to exploit the middle of the field if and when you can. It's just good luck against the speed of Georgia that just collapses and vacuums and sucks up every every ounce of life that an offense has shown over the past few years, not just their, their title years. So mm-hmm. what can you do? I'm right there with you. I don't have many ideas for what they could try. Uh, Rattler's been really clean with the ball, like you mentioned, with the touchdowns and, and zero interceptions, but he's been beat to death to the tune of nine sacks already on the year. Yeah. And if, if he doesn't take five or six sacks come Saturday, that's, that's almost a win, as lame as that sounds, for South Carolina. For sure. I just fully expect for Georgia to take all the wind out of any South Carolina cell by the time the game is over come Saturday night. Nonetheless, Gamecocks at the Dogs, 3.30, CBS. You heard it from the both of us. We're going to take Georgia to win, but we're going to take South Carolina to cover. Wildcats of Kansas State headed to Columbia, Missouri, along with the late kick and Josh Pate, who are going to be there, and the Missouri Tigers. Over under 47 and a half. Kansas State minus three and a half. The ESPN matchup predictor has got K State at 68.6, putting Mizzou at 31.4. And I just cannot take my eyes off the four point win over Middle Tennessee. But as you know, Middle Tennessee went into Coral Gables last year and broke the U over their knee. So not a bad squad, but I just want to lead off with this as we begin this conversation. If Mizzou goes out and lays an egg, which is highly probable. Yeah. How much longer is Eli, Aliyah, whatever his name is, (laughs) in Columbia? Boy, boy, boy. I mean, hear me out. I think this is this is an understandable. Okay, let me get let me just clear the air real quick before I answer your question. Kansas State's winning this game. Kansas State is covering. They're winning by two touchdowns plus. Is is my take? That's my take on the game. Probably taking the over because their offenses look much better than Missouri's, and that's a pretty low number for sure. Uh, for sure. To get back to your question. Okay, it, this would be an understandable loss if, and that's hard to say if you're an athletic director or if you're a super high level competitor like an SEC head coach should be. But this yeah. it, this Kansas State team was fantastic a year ago. They're averaging in the low 40s offensively to start the year. Their defense looks pretty solid. Uh, you know, they got a little lazy, I think, against Troy for a few minutes of that game and, and ran away with the with it in the end. Mm-hmm. But if you're Missouri, you're talking about hosting Memphis, traveling to Missouri, and then you host LSU. I think I think if you're Eli and you value this job, you're in it for more than the potential buyout at the end of the the tunnel then mm-hmm. this is a very important game because you can't let the losses stack up in the way that they've done. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you can't just be another 500 team if you really value this job and this is where you want to be long term because sure they should be able to go to Nashville and win. That now that could be a shootout because because Vanderbilt's done a really nice job of getting the ball to Mr. Shepard and and him being in the end zone when he mm-hmm. catches it. But but for Missouri to beat LSU at home, that that seems insurmountable to me. Back that up with a trip to Kentucky and then you host South Carolina and, and you see how this could really unravel for for Eli. So oh, yeah. this win would be absolutely massive for him. I don't see any path that it happens. Um, and I don't think this is one that'll get him on the brim of the hot seat just yet. But again, it's just right there on the edge of it. If they don't find wins in October, early November, through the rest of the schedule. Yeah, I, I mean, a, a win over a top 15 team, right, is, is going to bode well. A team that you know, competed in the Sugar Bowl well showed up in the Sugar Bowl last <laughs> year. You know, you get what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, however, if if you don't, I think if if you lose, I think it's more about how you lose. Right? Exactly. If you go I'm out and you fight, okay, you know, it's one thing. If you go out and you, and you lay an egg and, and you know, Kansas State runs a ball all over you, and that's the thing that concerns me with a school like Kansas State, that's not a team that I want to see on Tennessee's schedule, along with the Utahs of the world and, and those guys. They, yeah. they are – under recruited, but so well coached, and so they they play with a uh, chip on the shoulder. They do all the little things right. Not a school that I want to play. If Missouri can find this win, you gotta like the trajectory of Mizzou here on out because I think you pointed it out. They're gonna host Memphis after this, and probably go go get, get a win in Nashville, right? And then you can sit at four and zero. Yeah, then you can sit at four and zero before you host LSU, and that's just not gonna go well. At least. You know, that's my prediction from at this point. Yeah. But just through the eyes of Kansas State, just for a minute, we both like Kansas State in this game. We haven't picked the over or the under yet. But, well, you did. You said you I picked did. Kansas State outright. Well, my listening skills are on point today. All good. Kansas State loses this game. Kansas State wins this game. What's the – Does it? I mean, does it affect the tra- trajectory of the program, or is it if they get this win, it, it like, okay, well, we did what we are supposed to do, but if they lose – let's talk about that. Yeah, if they yeah. lose this game, right, what's the yeah. What's the perspective of Kansas State at that point? Well, well, that really makes me worry about them because, again, just looking right down the line, they're going to host UCF, um, and they're going to have to contain John Reeves, John Reeves Plumley just a week after this game. Yeah. Um, but then you get into the heart of Big 12 play with Oklahoma State on the road, Texas Tech on the road, and yeah. then hosting TCU as your next home home game. Uh, not to mention that you've got Texas down the line. Not to mention, you know, who's going to be last year's TCU? Is the Big 12 going to have someone like that that you're going to have to contend with? It also very well could be Kansas State. Not that they're going to go make the playoff of the national championship game, but, you know, it's going to get a lot tougher. So, again, I, I worry about the makeup of that team. Could they sustain and bounce back from a loss like this against, a, mm-hmm. frankly, a team that you should go – Keep at arm's length. You should just go in there and yeah. and, and just flex on them. I think is what you should do. Absolutely. Uh, you've got the quarterback advantage. You you know you had Deuce Vaughn, who was about two foot tall last year running the football, and you've got a six one guy and a five ten bruiser doing it this year. Not to mention Will Howard at quarterback who can run the heck yeah. out of the ball. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just worry about them and their ability to bounce back through the conference slate as it goes uh, with a couple of road games coming up after UCF at home what it would mm-hmm. mean for them in that regard. Uh, because I think, and, and sure, Missouri can use this to, to, to their advantage, but everyone that looks at this game and considers the last few years is going to say Kansas State, and they cover by probably a pretty large margin. Yeah, for sure, for sure. 
if I'm Mizzou, I'll just I'll just end this way. If I'm Mizzou, I'm 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 figuring out all kinds of diverse ways to get just drop my phone to get uh, Luther Burden the ball. Yeah, you got to do Trains. those things because yeah, because you know they they've they've got some nice little talent, and and it's not going to be enough talent to get you in the top ten or top five certainly of of a recruiting ranking. But mm-hmm. Luther Burden was from close by. You've got guys yeah. in this class. Ryan Wingo is close by. That you have to impress enough to to make that decision for more than just the NIL dollars in high school that they can make money now as a commit to the school. You've yeah. got to find ways to identify with those guys and and show why they should sh- should be a tiger for longer than just the dollars that they can get in high school. Not to mention right. when they're freshmen and you know so on. Uh, because right. to this point, and it's it's gotten a little better, but it got off to a pretty rough start with with Luther Burton. So they can't have that happening if they if they want to be a serious program right now, or if Drinkwitz again really just wants to be in this job long term, they can't keep having those rough starts and mm-hmm. having that drama. Yeah, well, Luther Burden. I mean, threw his name out again. Fifteen catches on the year, two hundred and thirteen yards, one score. I would like to see his touchdown numbers go up. If if you're looking to win games, right, as a program. Yeah. You're just going to be relying on him a lot, and I don't know that a re- you can be carried by a receiver by that much. Nonetheless, we're both going to take Kansas State to win this game outright. Forty-seven and a half, though, is the over/under. What are you taking? I want to push the over here. I feel really risky doing it, uh, just because I feel like if either team could muddy this game up, uh, Missouri doing it via you know extending drives and and slow developing plays that that frankly, drain the clock and things like that. Uh, and Kansas State, I know, is so capable of, or have been so capable of running the ball, which, again, mm-hmm. would just keep that clock turning. Um, but, again, I'm, I'm going to take the risk, and I'm going to push the over because it's fairly low, 47 and a half, mm-hmm. correct? Yep. I mean, that's just get somebody get to 24, and then, you know, you're right there halfway. So I think that should be attainable, um, even though we didn't see it from Missouri against MTSU and, and early in their schedule. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my chances with the over there. Yeah, me too. I'm going to take the over as well. Um, looking forward to this one. It is some vintage Big 12 football. Yes. Uh, you know, a, a renewed rivalry, so to speak. Give me more of that. Nonetheless, we're taking the Wildcats to go into Columbia and win this game outright. LSU Bayou Bengals traveling to Cowtown, known as Starkville. Take on the Mississippi State Bulldogs. I would love to rebrand Mississippi State as the Mississippi State Mud Dogs, but they've yet to respond to my email. So here we are, Mississippi State Bulldogs hosting the Tigers. This is going to be interesting. 12 o'clock kickoff, 11 o'clock Central Time on ESPN. Here we go. LSU, nine and a half point favorites. Over under is 54 and a half. Seems Whoa. mighty high to me. Yeah. Yes, it does, because the thing that could influence my decision, which we'll see in a minute, is, again, the fact that this is at Mississippi State. And if we haven't said it 100 times on this podcast yet, I'm concerned for college teams on the road, looking at you, LSU, in this case, on the road. Yeah. Really wonder how their their offense, their offense went buck wild against Grambling or Louisiana's version of the Sisters of the Poor and Blind. Yet again, they went buck wild. They they did their best to flush out the loss from to FSU from week one. Uh, but again, I worry about college teams on the road. There's just so many examples of of losing games that were so winnable. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to beat the horse quite into the ground any further. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's quite a high number. All that to say, quite a high number. Um, Will Rogers, he's looked pretty strong so far this season with the newness, mainly not the competition level. That was a nice win that they pulled out against Arizona. Yeah. But yeah, you know what's what you thinking about this game? I don't know what I'm thinking about this game. I'm actually just really looking forward to it. Looking forward to having it on my big TV. Um, I'm interested to see Will Rogers for 60 minutes, though. Not a lot of national attention just yet, but this is going to be it for him. We've mentioned a lot in the offseason that, especially myself, that I think it's going to be a down year for him just because of total schematic changes, turning his back to the defenses, play action, stuff like that. Uh, that Mike Leach offense, RIP to that guy, to that man, to that pirate, uh, total different offense, right? Yeah. So, t- turning your back was just something you're never going to do. Um, I like the Mississippi State ground game as well. I like this Marks yes. 43 carries, 250 yards, three scores. I think that if you're Mississippi State and you're going to try to win this game, you need to be incredibly balanced and you need to be consistent in putting long drives together. LSU is going to score. They're going to find points. It's what Brian Kelly does. He puts he puts drives together. He's he's he puts together solid teams for one. Uh, We know what kind of quarterback Jaden Daniels is. Uh, We know kind of what kind of defense LSU has. Uh, Mississippi State, man, you're you're gonna have to put drives together. If you fail to put drives together. I mean, this is a loss in in, in any regard, right? Absolutely. Uh, with that said, <laughs> I've kind of just stumbled on my words here. As I think about this, that nine and a half for LSU feels a little low. Okay. I hear you. I hear you, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go the other direction. I just again, all the things of this being on the road of Mississippi State's running game look looking better than I expected. Uh, Jojo Marks, I'm just giving him that nickname right now, <laughs> leading <laughs> the conference in rushing yards. I mean, things we didn't expect to see. Um, Arizona's not like going out and playing Texas or, you know, Wisconsin. It's not that level of brand, but they're they're on the rise as of late. So that was a nice win. You had to have it uh, mm-hmm. if you're if you're the new sna- uh, staff, Arnett and those guys down there. And again, I like I like the balance so far with with mainly Will Rogers. Accuracy and still completing the passes that he was before, Mm -hmm. uh, despite now being a lot tougher. My concern is actually now more than ever going to be him turning his back to the defense because he's not yet seen Mason Smith. Who knows how LSU is going to use Harold Perkins Jr. He's only got six tackles on the year, which is just egregious. I mean, it's what it is. So who knows how he's going to face that level of guy coming off the edge or perhaps blowing up the middle of his offensive line. That's my one concern. But again, Clock's going to run because Mississippi State's running the ball. That if he takes a sack, clock's going to run. You know what I mean? I think I'm yeah. going to ride Mississippi State to keep it right around that number and cover, but LSU to win the game, of course. You're going to take Mississippi State to cover here. I am. I, I feel like a crazy person, but I am going to do it. I'll tell you what. I really like Will Arnett. Really like Arnett. Love, uh, love their identity. They've developed in two games uh, in a yeah. defense, or well, even under the the Mike Leach era. You know. Um, he's he's he seems very tense, but that post game interview with Cole Kubelik, I don't know if you caught that. He's he seems like a like a great guy that you would want to play for. He um, really does. He really really does. Too much change though for me with this Mississippi State staff and and schematics and and stuff like that. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to take LSU to win. I'm going to take LSU to cover. I could see something like a 
five seventeen win, something like that. Definitely, de- even though I'm picking Mississippi State to cover, totally see where you're coming from. It could, it could totally fall that way because just think if a turnover or anything goes LSU's direction, who knows how the battle will, will, will unfold? But I mean, anything that goes in their favor, you would you expect them to take their shots, get Daniels on the ground if they need to. Uh, to get the ball in the end zone because that's what Brian Kelly does. He's a sound coach, and he's he's done this well for a really long time at this point. Uh, I do want to pose one thing to you before we wrap up. For and Of course, if you've got anything else, hit me with it. But imagine the SEC West if Texas has already taken down Alabama, so we have questions about Alabama, and Mississippi State takes down LSU in week three. Imagine the SEC West. I'm <laughs> – I'm smiling real hard. Um, <laughs> I uh, I like the way that sounds. Uh, you know, power's shifting to the east. I'm I'm down, but you know, obviously the divisions are gone after this year. Yeah. What a narrative that would be. I mean, right? The, the, I forget Brandon. Gosh, his name escapes me. Barstool Walker. Yeah, Brandon Walker, who not my favorite, but basically calling schools like Clemson and Alabama no longer elite that they have fallen. Uh, but I'd love the direction of college football if Mississippi State gets this win. Absolutely. I just think that it's would too be tasty. Oh, for sure. But I do think it's just too much for the mud dogs. I'm going to call them that anyway. Uh, too much for Mississippi State to overcome. We both have LSU winning. You've got Mississippi State covering. I've got LSU covering. It's going to be one heck at least we hope, of a game in Starkville come Saturday. Nonetheless, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us, for tuning in with us, for letting us tickle your ears. Uh, we just love doing this with you guys so, so much. We are, again, we're continuing to gain traction and grow. Um, so we love you and appreciate you for that. Uh, make sure you, again, like and subscribe. I'm Dan. He's Mike. This is Pandemonium Ranks. God bless. Go Balls. GBO. Pandemonium reigns.